What a great song to lead into our message today, and um, I want to be the first to say to every one of you that um, it's my prayer for myself personally that uh, he would touch me once again, and that the Holy Spirit would be fresh and new in my life. And uh, I don't know about you, but I need that, um, and because some days you feel like you're running on empty, and, uh, and you remind yourself that you let the busyness of life rob you of just that precious sense of God's spirit and his presence in our lives. And uh, so that's my prayer. Thank you to our worship team for leading us. What great songs this morning uh, to, to lead us through and to remind us how we need to not neglect the role and the person of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so it is uh, just great songs, so thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, isn't that a great gift that we gave this morning? I was so excited about that. Um, uh, Helen knows that I have a hard time when it comes to gifts or surprises. Uh, matter of fact, I just had to tell somebody, so I think I told one of my kids uh, and uh, that we were doing this, and I just had to tell somebody, and... Um, and uh, so it was just, I hope, a great surprise for you this morning. There are thousands of videos on there that you are going to really enjoy. And uh, everything from, for everybody. I just couldn't begin to go into it. It's just going to be awesome. And so I hope today that it's well worth you joining us. I will say again, if you didn't receive an email, it should have went already out this morning. Uh, but if you didn't receive an email, you let me know and I can fix anything. All right, I, I could take care of it, and uh, so you don't need to worry about it. And um, I'm, I'm smiling under my mask, so I just want you to know that. So again, thanks for joining us, and thanks for being a part of that gift and, and allowing us to bless your family. Um, today, uh, here at Spotlight, we're going to continue this series of messages we're in called The Forgotten God. And uh, as we continue with this series, uh, as I said last week, uh, if you want to go back into our sort of our database of old messages, and you want to go back and look at last week, you can do that. But last week, some of you might have thought, well, boy, that's a bit extreme to say that, he, that the Holy Spirit is the forgotten God of the Godhead. And, uh, and I just said very clearly, I don't think so. I think as we look at um, our uh, content of things that are preached on today, that are sung about, and so forth. We talk about God the Father, we talk about Jesus the Son, but we oftentimes forget about the intimacy we're called to have with God the Holy Spirit. And so I want us to reverse the neglect that we uh, sometimes give towards the person and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so hopefully today as we continue this series, that I want us as a church family, I want us to not neglect the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives on in a day-to-day -day basis. Francis Chan wrote a book by the same title, and uh, he had the title first, not me. Um, in that book, uh, Francis Chan contends, and he said this, and I want to I quote this. He says, we've ignored the Spirit for far too long, and that without him... We operate, and notice this, we operate in our own strength, only accomplishing human-sized results. Wow. I agree with um, uh, Francis Chan wholeheartedly. 
Sometimes as we look at the church today, and with all of our education, with all of the videos that you know, we have at our disposal, everything we have, sometimes there seems to be just these human-sized results that are happening all around us. Nothing that we can really point to and say, isn't that God who's doing it? And so as I share this series of messages, I just have this deep, deep passion inside me that we would not be satisfied with human-sized results, that we would be craving and desiring the Spirit of the living God to move in such fresh and dynamic ways that we would just have to say, that was God in every way. And so today, as we go through this message, I just wanted to encourage you. And in the title of my message today, is called, What Are You Afraid Of?, and as we look at the role and the person of the Holy Spirit, ah ha ha, there are some fears that come into people's lives when they look at the person of the Holy Spirit. As we look into having a, a greater boldness about living with the Holy Spirit, some of us have, might, have, might have become fearful about some things when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And that's why I titled the message today, What Are You Afraid Of? Because we are afraid of some things. Some of you, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and I even thought about preaching this message today. Some of you might think, you know, you might want to quickly try and label me. Well, he's this or he's that. But I want us to get away from that. And I want us to get away from the fear of what others will think of us if we get too serious about the Holy Spirit in our lives I want us to get over the fear of being rejected by others because we take God seriously. I want us to get over the fear that if we really take time to, to connect intimately with, with God and with the Holy Spirit, that it's going to change us. And some of us, are we're afraid of the change that God might want to make in our lives if we take Him seriously. Some of us have a fear of what God wants me to be. What does God want you to be? Maybe you haven't really drilled down and really gotten intimate and deep with, with God in your life because you're afraid of the changes He's going to ask you to make and what He wants you to be. And maybe some of you today have a fear of what God wants you to do. Maybe you're thinking this morning, Pastor, if I really, if I really take God seriously, He's going to ask me to go to some foreign country and to eat food that I really don't want to eat. And some of you have that fear. Where will God call me to go? And will I be asked to do something uncomfortable? And the answer probably is, is yeah, you could. It could be. But today I want us to get over our fears when it comes to letting the Holy Spirit shepherd our lives. God will never do anything that will damage or hurt your life. God will never do anything that will cause you to say, oh, I regret that. God doesn't work that way. When you put Him first, in your life and when you really let him be the lord of your life and put your life under his management god will never ever make you look back on your life and say i regret that and so today what are you afraid of when it comes to talking about the holy spirit all i'm asking for is for you to open up your heart and to take a fresh look at what god wants to do in your life i want you to take a a fresh look at familiar passages and 
Uh, passages like what we read this morning, and, 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 and Pastor Andrew read that passage in Galatians in verse 25, just kind of helps us to remind us that we need to keep in step with the Spirit. What does that mean? What does that really um, ask us to do? And so today, I want you to have just an open heart to have a fresh look at these passages and overcome and deal with the fears that we have around the Holy Spirit. Because in the end, I want you to experience, hear me when I say this, I want you to experience a closeness with the Holy Spirit that maybe you've never had or you haven't had in a long time. We need to have God touch our hearts once again. So today I want to look at a couple of things. I touched on some of the fears. I touched on the fears already about change, about what he wants me to be, what he wants me to do. But here's a couple of big ones. Here's the ones that are really the ones I want you to take away from this message today. And if you haven't already, you can pull out your notes. Uh, you can go under the notes tab there on, on your site, and you can look at the notes, and um, you can uh, just follow along with me today. So I want us to look at a couple of big fears, and I want us to look at how they affect us. So here are the big ones. Are you ready for the big ones? Here we go. All right. Number one. Here's a big fear. What if I pray for more of the Holy Spirit and nothing happens? Wow. What if I pray for more of the Holy Spirit and as I pray for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to happen in and through my life, what if nothing happens? Do you realize that's a big fear that some people have? This morning, what if you pray for God's Spirit to move in your life in, in a bold and dramatic way, but nothing happens? What if you don't see any results? I want you to know that today, even as some of you listen to my voice, even if you haven't articulated it, some of us, we have prayed in the past and nothing happened the way we thought it would happen. And because of that, it has impacted us and affected us today. I want you to know that uh, it's scary to pray boldly for change. I mean, um, I'm one of these guys, I'm, I'm a type A personality. One of my spiritual gifts is the gift of faith. For us to buy this building, for us to be in here, when everyone was sweating bullets, it really wasn't something that I was really worried about. Because God's given me that gift of faith. And so I'm praying boldly for things. I can do that. But you know what? Some of us have done that. And we think nothing happened. And because of that, it has affected us. Some of us have prayed boldly for change. And some of us have prayed to be freed from addictions. And you're still struggling with those same addictions. So how do you handle that? What is God up to? Why didn't he answer my prayer the way that I thought he should answer it? And because of that, and because you think nothing happened, many of you think maybe, and you may not say this verbally, but you say, did God fail? Did God fail me? Did God fail you? Is that the way you feel today? And because we think maybe that God failed and, and nothing happened, it, it caused us to think that we had to cover up for God. It caused us to think that, wow, 
boy, uh, don't get praying for somebody's healing because if it doesn't happen, you're going to make God look bad. Do you know what? I've been there. and I've thought those thoughts. I've had those thoughts. But I want us to re be reminded today that we don't have to cover up for God. God's, a, God's a, a big guy. He can take care of himself. But for some of us, because we've prayed and nothing happens, we think, well, wow, I'm not going to do that again because I don't want to make God look bad because it looked like he failed. Let's be honest. Some of you think that's what happened. And you're discouraged today. And you no longer pray bold prayers. You no longer even take time to maybe claim those incredible promises that whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. We found nice little ways to dilute that and say, well, if, if this was this and that was that, uh, yeah, it could mean that, but maybe in a different uh, you know, era, blah, blah, blah. And my Greek word for that is hogwash. We think we have to cover up for God. And because we have this fear within us that we pray boldly and, and what if nothing happens, that fear has caused some very dramatic results within the church today and maybe within your life. And as I share these things with you, they've impacted me that way. And if they've impacted me this way, I'm sure they've impacted you that way, all right? So, because I'm not alone in this, all right? So that this kind of fear of pr not praying boldly and thinking we have to cover up for God has caused us to ask less, expect less, and to be satisfied with less. Those of you who are trying to frantically fill in your notes this morning, I'll say it again. This kind of fear has resulted in us as a church asking less of God, expecting less, and we have become satisfied with less. And folks, that is not acceptable in any way. I think it must pain God to see his children hold back in asking, hold back in expecting, hold back in, in living the abundant life. It must pain God to see his children holding back and scared to claim his promises because we are fearful of God failing us. I think God hurts over that. God wants you and I to walk boldly in his strength. He wants us to claim boldly his promises that are in his word. We don't need to explain it away. We don't need to dilute it. We need to, once again as a church, rise up and ask for more. Expect more. And don't be satisfied with mediocre living. Expect more. And don't be satisfied until you get it. Wow. I just feel so passionate about that. And the reason I feel passionate about it is because I have found myself in that same place where I become professional as a pastor, but I've lost the power. And I lost the power because I stopped believing Luke chapter 11, verse 13 says, If you then, though you are evil, this is a great verse, know how to give good gifts to your children, and notice this, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
It's kind of like the picture I have here is one of my grandsons came to me and, and said, Grampy, would you give us a hug? Ugh, man, the words would hardly be out of their mouth, and I would snatch them up, and I'd be hugging and squeezing them until they said, Grampy, please stop. Our Father in heaven, our God, if we would ask him, he is so eager to give his presence and his power in our life. He's so eager for us to have that intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He's so eager. He's not reluctant in any way. But folks, we become reluctant. And the reason we become reluctant is because of that fear that, what if I pray boldly and nothing happens? You don't have to cover for God. Let God be God. Today, the church is hurting. Today, the church has those human-sized results because we're asking less, expecting less, and we're just satisfied with calling something the abundant life when really it's hardly even scraping the bottom of the barrel. I hope I'm not being too hard today. I want to encourage you. I want to motivate you to not let that fear stop you from stepping out and doing big things for God. I think when it all boils down, it comes down to faith. I think it all comes down to trust. Do you believe God keeps his promises or not? If so, let your actions be evidence of your faith. What evidence comes out of your faith that people see in your life today? If people were to look at your faith, what evidence would they find of someone who believes boldly in the power and the promises of the Holy Spirit? That's fear number one. Isn't that a big one? I think that's a big one. Big for me. All right? Don't leave. Don't go to the kitchen. All right? Here's number two. What if God does show up? That's the flip side of it all. <laughs> man, oh man. You know, we're fearful about what if I pray and nothing happens? What if you pray and it does? What if God does show up? Do you realize that sometimes people are fearful of this even more of the other? Some people are more fearful that God will show up because if he does show up, things are not going to be the same. And so they're more fearful of this than if he doesn't show up and nothing happens. At least they can explain that away. But what if God does show up? What if he asks me, oh, I'm going to pull my hair out what I have left. What if he asks me to go somewhere and do something that is uncomfortable? Oh, my land. Does he do that? This sometimes is an even greater fear for some of us. And you know what I'm talking about. The fear, this fear, that what if God does show up, this fear can outweigh the fear of God not showing up. Seriously. It can outweigh the fear of God not showing up. Some of us think that if we never get really serious about surrendering to the, to the Holy Spirit, if we never pray those bold prayers, if we never get out of our comfort zone, that one day we can go to heaven and God says, hey, why didn't you do this or that? We can say, oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Folks, it doesn't work that way. And because of that, some of us have this fear that 
if I surrender to the Holy Spirit, if I seek Him with all my heart, if I want Him to live out in my life daily as I go to work and as how I manage my family, we think that one day, if I just ignore that and I don't do it, that God's going to excuse it and say, oh, you didn't know. Don't worry. You're okay. It doesn't work that way. When it comes down to it, do you and I, and I'm going to ask this question, and don't just sort of pass it off, do you and I really want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Do we really want that? Do we really want God to show up and do what God does best? We say we do, but do we really? For some of us, for us to really let God be God and let him be the one who's in control of our lives, that scares us too much where we say, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. I want to be in control of what I do, where I go. I want to have that gospel thing on the side plate, but I don't want it to be fanatically up front and center in everything I do. I'm asking you today to realize the Bible teaches very clearly total surrender. The Bible teaches very clearly to give your all to the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And for some of us, we don't want to do that because we don't want to let go of the control in our lives or what we think we control. Because as we learn through this pandemic, you ain't going to control anything. The truth is, the Spirit of the living God, when you get serious with Him, He is going to ask you to do something. I don't know what it is. He's going to ask you to go somewhere. I don't know where He's going to ask you to go that you would not normally do. It's going to happen. So it's not a comfortable place to be, but it's a great place to be. And so today I want to encourage you when it comes to Addressing the fears that we have in our life. Don't be fearful of God showing up. In some of our church services, you know, if God showed up and did what we ask him to do, we would run screaming from the building. And we wouldn't know what to do. God wants to show up. But he also knows that we're fearful and reluctant. We're comfortable with asking less. We're comfortable with expecting less. And we're satisfied with mediocre. Now, I'm not trying to be negative or harsh, but when you look around in the Western church, it's true. Here at Spotlight, I'm asking you as my church family, I'm asking you to join me. And once again, opening our lives up with freshness to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And I've got to be honest with you. It does scare me a little bit because it may mean some different things for me. I might have to say something to somebody that I don't want to normally say, say something to. It's nice to be liked by everybody, to be popular. But sometimes maybe the Holy Spirit says, uh-uh, I need you to do this. This is your assignment. And so it's not comfortable to be in that place. But the question that it comes down to is, Whose will is going to be most important in your life? Isn't that the question? Is it your will that you want done or or God's will to be done? Whose will 
is going to be most important in your life. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27 says this. This is a great verse. Verses. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us uh, through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. And here's what I want you to notice. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know, it blows my mind that God is interceding for me. It blows my mind that it's His will that I live the abundant life through His grace, through His power. Boom. It just blows the mind. But many of us, we never experience that because we have a fear that dominates, a fear that overwhelms us. If I get really serious about following the Holy Spirit, He's going to take me somewhere. I'm going to have to talk to someone that I don't want to talk to. I might have to look at my career. I might have to look at where I am. Will He ask me to move? I don't know. He's going to ask you to do something. Because he doesn't save us just to sit us on a shelf and do nothing. God is going to ask something of us. But it comes down to whose will are you going to follow? God's will or your own will? As I conclude this message today, we are, wherever we are in our thinking, the point that I want to make is that, is that we need to base our understanding and we need to base our experience with the Holy Spirit on biblical truth and not fear. Let me say it again. Don't let fears impact what you think of God, in particular the Holy Spirit. Move away from the fear of what if he doesn't show up? What if nothing happens? Move away from the fear that you know, what if he does show up and he asks me to go somewhere and do something different? We need to come back and say, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. And until we do that, our lives will never be more than what they can be or could be. As a matter of fact, with this verse, I want to conclude with this verse, and I kept it to the last because I think it's an incredible verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13. It's there in your notes. It says, very simply, do not quench the Spirit. Now, I've got to be honest. When I first read that, I said, well, what does that mean? I, obviously, I'm not doing that, because you know, if, if I did, I'd have three horns, and I would look really bad, and you know, I, would be, you know, I would just be you know, mud. But... That's not the case. Do not quench the Spirit. I wonder how many of us really knows what that means. I think as I begin to study that, that we quench the Spirit through our fears. We quench what God is wanting to do because we shut it down with our fears. We shut it down and say, no, it's not going to happen. We, set, we shut it down with our denominational traditions. We shut it down in so many different ways. Instead of saying, you know what? God, whatever you want, whatever your word says, here am I. 
I am totally open and receptive to what you want. And as we go through this series, I want to make sure that we as a church family, we don't quench the Spirit. Matter of fact, if you read the very next verse, it talks about, you know, it talks about dealing with false prophecies or, or, you know, or, or, or prophetic utterances. You know. In our world today, there are a lot of people who have become very fearful of that stuff. But they don't need to be. If, especially if the church would do a better job in teaching about what it needs, needs to be done biblically. But that's a whole other message. Today I want to encourage you. Don't quench the Spirit by being fearful. Let go and let God begin to teach you in a fresh way about what it means to be led by the person and the role of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for us today as we close out this message. And I want you to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? And in just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, to show you, to reveal to you what needs to be shown to you. So as our team comes, and they're just about to lead us in, a, in our closing worship, as our team comes, I'm asking you, what are you afraid of? What are you scared of? If you really let God be in control of your life. Some people, they just go, no, 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 I don't want to hear about it. But today, hear me when I say this. The power of the Holy Spirit needs to be released in the church today in a fresh way. And it starts with me, and it starts with you. So let me pray for you today. Lord, this morning, thank you for this service. Thank you, God, for... I don't know how to say it. I just thank you for the opportunity to be reminded that we need a touch of your Holy Spirit once again. Lord, this morning... I pray this prayer for all of us. Help us, or I should say forgive us, for asking less. Forgive us for expecting less and, and, stop and we stop believing for the miracles and stop praying for the, the sick to be healed and the, and the blind to see and the dead to rise. God, forgive us for how we become satisfied with mediocre living being religious, but really not being filled with your Holy Spirit. God, today as we close out this service, for everyone listening to this broadcast at home, I'm asking God right now that your presence would fill their living room, their bedroom, if they're watching in their car, that God, you would speak to them. And help them not to be afraid and not to quench the Holy Spirit through those fears. But to say, Lord, here am I. I am open. Come fill me with your presence. Whatever you want, Lord, your will be done. And so, Father, today, for us as a church family, help us, God. Even during this pandemic, not to just simply coast not to simply just go through the motions, but God, help us to be alive with your presence and with your power. And I pray this today in the name of the Father 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is working. I know he is. I feel like the walls are coming down. I feel like the barriers are starting to drop. And I know God wants to do something great in your life today if you would just let him. Forget about looking at the, at the, the TV or whatever it is you're looking at. And just ask yourself in your heart, God, is this message for me today? Am I full of fear? Am I fearful that you won't show up? Am I fearful that you will show up? Let God begin to soften you and make you into the person he really wants you to be and you will never have a regret. Let's close this song and close this service today by singing this song and I hope that we make it our prayer in every way.